Greetings. Welcome to the Asana Kitchen podcast. I'm David Garig, and uh, this month's installment is the subject is Samadhi. And um, so that's the eighth limb. And there's a few things I want to play, play around with some definitions of Samadhi and, and also try to get it to be uh, the, the word and the technique and what it's about uh, as more of an everyday thing, more of a household word rather than a the eighth limb, the pinnacle of yoga and like an untouchable or unreachable pinnacle and a, a technique that's very abstract or hard to relate to. Vyas Houston says it's cognitive absorption. And to me, that's very hard to relate to as a, what does that actually mean? Also, um, Barbara Stoller Miller in her book refers to it as contemplative poise. Okay, and so these are, they they both have a very uh, technical kind of um, almost abstract kind of feeling to it. And so uh, I'll offer you some alternatives. If you look up the word absorption in the dictionary, it it means absorbent, like to soak in, like a sponge that that soaks up uh, material, liquid or something. And so that's this... um, the quality of attention or consciousness that you develop uh, when you're practicing, so that you you become absorbent of uh, what is going on in the immediate moment within your body uh, through your senses, so that you you and you use your senses as absorbers, like uh, your eyes or you're looking within and seeing very intently, like. What is, what is my positioning uh, in my asana? And where is my breath traveling? And you're doing the same thing. You're absorbing sound, the sound of the breath with the, the ears and directing the sound um, with that absorption. And, but then it, it goes further than that. Absorbed also means uh, fascinated with or um, captivated by. And, in, and even enraptured by. I also really like that because then, then samadhi, uh, this kind of state of, of attention, this very deep um, absorbed state of attention is just a matter of being fascinated by something in the immediate moment about what you are doing. Hopefully your the, the way that you do your posture, you become fascinated with um, triangle pose and um, folding forward in Janu Shirshasana A and all these small tasks that you're involved in in, in practice that there's a certain um, fascination you're looking for and you're looking to become captivated by those things. It's a very childlike quality like if you had the freedom to play as a child, you naturally became fascinated with things and absorbed in them. And you, you even created kind of like whole fantasy worlds and 
just forgot about the lap, the how about time lapsing and um, forgot about uh, like, well, you didn't have responsibilities and kind of things weighing on you. You just went into that world that you created. And so there's a little bit of that of like um, giving yourself permission to to become so compelled by what you're doing that you enter the present moment and that you, you forget about the passage of time. The book um, by Alan Watts, it's called The Book on the Taboo Against Knowing Who You Are. He says that um, kind of culturally within the, the norms of society um, and within educationally um, and even socially that um, there, that the idea of withdrawing inwards and becoming very self-contained that, that, and look, looking within is frowned upon and, um, and that there's many forces kind of aligned against you doing that. And we, we take those on quite fully and, and become very externally oriented and so when it comes time to, so, and so something, but, but to be absorbed, to be, to um, go into the things that we're fascinated by or, or that we feel give us like, that we become so intently curious that we can't resist looking into, that's a very natural human thing to do. And, um, and so to lose that ability or to be, to have it schooled out of us and, um, is very tragic and, um, harmful, causes us a lot of suffering. Um, and it makes us have to practice yoga and, and to make this, the, the fact of like cognitive absorption or contemplative poise, a distant goal that we need to like practice for years to um, attain and then um, like perceive reality and or, or have a, an awakening to the to the world around us. And um, and so but I'm saying that. And I, there's a natural process of kind of forgetting or getting caught in the, in the outer life, in the responsibilities that we take on as we grow into adults. Um, but then there's also a, a need to, to take up a practice that does help us to come back to that natural state of um, Play basically is what we're talking about is um, a very deep internal kind of um, interaction within ourselves that con that is really about play um, in the end. So, so, and it's helpful to know that it is just a matter of play and that it is an everyday thing, the uh, um, absorption and the idea of samadhi so that, that it, it might al also signify um, a very profound, um, mature, spiritual um, stance or perspective. Uh, but it, but there, there's also this other aspect to it that we can 
that we become absorbed every day in in our practice and and then we transfer that skill to listening to um, each other in relationships and being engaged in our work or whatever we're we're doing we we have we have this quality of being um, deeply and immediately present in whatever we're doing and and then we can respond effectively to um, to people and circumstances and um, obstacles and just anything that comes along. So there's that in terms of um, samadhi. And then there's another aspect that I want to uh, work with with you that that's also um, can challenge the the norm of like what we think of as samadhi because the cognitive absorption um, or contemplative poise, it, it, it seems to always imply a, a certain detachment, this um, kind of aloof quality of not being pulled or attached to um, material things, right? And that, so th- it's like an unbiased state, whereas raga is the affliction of attachment that where we... Yeah, we, we become overly attached to material things and then and the wanting or the pull towards um, repeating experiences that bring, bring us pl- pleasure is something that leads us into um, out of awareness, into ignorance and into suffering. And, and samadhi is to pull out of that and to become um, somehow aloof or detached from materiality and and to like in that sense leave liking or loving behind and yet to be to to go into rapture is a state of bliss it's a state of um, deep pleasure and it's also a state that is concerned with beauty okay that so our aesthetic sense is awakened and to be so samadhi is is partly about our aesthetic. That so what we become enraptured by is aesthetically pleasing to us. That we find a, a certain beauty in whatever it is, the object that that's compelling, and and so and aesthetic it means concerned with beauty, and, and beauty is to be appreciative or to be. Um, a connoisseur of form or um, and form being or concerned with like the variables that go into form like color the quality of of, uh, color and shape and um, tension and line and rhythm and so this um, kind of working with um, with a, a sense of beauty is involved in samadhi that and beauty is also um, defined as pleasing to the senses or um, and also pleasing to the intellect okay and so so pleasing to your taste buds to your your eyes right that beauty is concerned with being pleasing your eyes, pleasing your palate. 
and pleasing your your ears and and but so is raga right that that uh, when that when pleasing your senses become kind of flips over and imbalances into uh, affliction then we say that that's that's causing you suffering and leading you down a path of but because you're going down a path of kind of habit and needing to repeat an experience and so and so you've got this fine line then between um being enraptured by the object of your attention and and gaining um powerful insight and um an accurate perspective on what is taking place when you're in samadhi say and being overly attached to what you're taking in and then flipping over into an afflicted state so i'm just giving you that interesting contradiction to think about which is that that samadhi is about pleasing your senses and your your intellect and your sense of taste and even though that can become corrupted and end up in the affliction that we call raga which is one of the five afflictions the root causes of pain okay but but you also and then you need some kind of um trust in yourself and in your ability to discern to feel a state of samadhi right and so when we said that this idea of absorption being there's a taboo against it against really going in and knowing who you are and what you like and what you feel and what you think that so part of that is an attack on what on your senses right on what your taste buds like or what your sense of beauty or style is and so i'm saying that you must honor that somehow um and very uh deeply find your aesthetic your sense of beauty and become a connoisseur of um all the things that are important to you a connoisseur of your asanas of your breath and um anything else that you feel is worthy of coming to know to to a to a profound degree and a connoisseur means an expert the judge the the word is an expert judge in matters of style or taste it is essential that to what really turns you on what gets you fired up what lights up your senses is connected to and the most profound state of of, of self knowledge and a, a perception of the kind of spiritual dimension of your existence and so that that it's a very gross or low um manifestation like th- that when you enjoy pleasure and you use your senses for pleasing just your you you're in a kind of selfish one just me uh, my own body my own little wants and needs that that's a gross um very li- too limited use of the 
the quality of liking or absorption or um, enrapturement that, that, the, the, that the human being naturally goes into. And that when you use it for its highest purpose, when you become enraptured with worthy things, then you, you, it, that liking or that loving or that um, your aesthetic transcends you. It's not about my little body pleasing me. It's, it's somehow connected to the greater unity that, that, you, that each of us is, um, shares in being alive. And so, and so there's a need to trust that, that, that going into your aesthetic, trusting your sense of beauty, allowing yourself to be captivated by um, these, by your practice, by elements in your practice and things in your life that you feel are worthy, that you will become a citizen of the world and that you will um, care, your, your concerns will transcend yourself and go towards, towards others and embracing the, the greater world that you're part of. And, and, and so to become absorbed is not to become self-absorbed or selfish and, and that like thoughts like that are, are part of that taboo against knowing who you are. And so it, it's a dance though, right? Because there is, that there's no, there's no helping that in playing with pleasing your senses, that in, in admitting that into your world, like and allowing yourself to to feel what you feel pleasure and joy and bliss, then affliction will be there. Like, and you will need to learn to restrain and fight and and sense when you're crossing the line, and and pull back and redirect your your energies and and really steer your course. Okay, and but there's no way to um, avoid kind of falling into suffering and then coming back out and um, negotiating that dance. And and even if if you had a more like um, radical response, like you tried to restrain and you interpreted um, vairagya of this detachment as a quality that you needed to really not, um, not test the waters of pleasing your senses. Like that, that, that in itself has its own shadow or comes with its own problems for, because of the very, um, reality or this kind of basic thing that, that bliss and um, pleasing your senses and um, awakening your sense of beauty is so natural. That's a natural human uh, thing to do. And it's a natural part of life. And that you can see nature spins out um, aesthetic forms and just traffics in beauty in, in amazing quantities everywhere. Um, if you just look around in nature and and you can't get away from beauty, no matter how hard you would try. I want to also wrap this up, though, with a few more little ideas about samadhi that I think are really helpful. 
and so that they um, one sense of samadhi is it, it's called it's defined as agreement or joining together or um, divergent parts coming into harmony. Okay, and I love this idea too because so the in the asana practice shows you that all action so that just like the Bhagavad Gita says that from birth to death we're continually acting and largely we don't notice the action it's unconscious but to, for yoga is to learn to act skillfully so so they say yoga is skill in action and so what's interesting about um, the difference between skillful action and, and kind of unconscious unconscious skillful action is comes down to opposing forces okay and so hatha yoga it means sun moon hatha sun moon or um, yin yang opposing forces skillful action in an asana then is to wake up all the divergent pairs of opposing forces that bring opposed to life so like in Downward Dog, you stamp the ground with your hands and you feel the, the earth, the firm earth resisting that stamping. And then you use that connection between the hands and the earth to press back through the thighs. And, and that pressing back through the thighs is happening in opposition, in an opposite direction to the pressing of the hands. And there's, so there's, so many pairs of these opposing forces, um, antagonistic things that, that are, um, pl you play off of each other. And, and then Yoga Sutra 214 in the, in the book too, it says that you become, that when you're established in the asana, when you're an asana master, you're no longer constrained or bothered by these pairs of opposing forces. Okay, and this is the spirit of samadhi. So it's saying that there's a certain unity comes, a joining together, a harmonizing of parts. And, and, that, and so it happens in a way like, I would say energetically, there's a, a certain agreement that happens. Um, uh, that, so um, a, um, an elimination of confusion or... Um, be, uh, or an, uh, you're not constrained by the fact that there's so many opposites in play. And so it's not necessarily, it, it can be that the opposites kind of disappear momentarily, that everything balances. Um, and it also can be not that the opposites disappear, but that you're not bothered by them. In fact, you can play with them all and you, and you get a sense of unity in their play. So that they don't need to resolve necessarily to um, to br to bring about this state of samadhi, but there's a certain unity about their play, like that they're that they're playing and they're agreeing in their oppositional plays of forces. Okay, and so, but samadhi is that state where some some um, kind of profound level of agreement happens or joining together. And, and that's an amazing um, feeling and, a, and a, a very useful and helpful thing to look for. So that you're not just looking to 
create skill in actual action and to wake up forces that are in opposition to each other, but you're looking for a certain agreement to come in the midst of that. Okay, and then one last amazing definition of samadhi is uh, the idea that it's, it's adjustment. That's one definition of, a, of samadhi is simply adjustment. And adjustment, if you look it up in the dictionary, it's this. It says that it's a small um, alteration or movement th- that is designed to, um, to create a intended fit or a desired fit or result. Okay, so a small, a tiny alteration or movement that is designed to give a desired result. Okay, so this is a very beautiful um, definition of absorption because so when we are um, unable to alter our position, so when we get stuck in attached, see, and that's the spirit of raga, when we're um, stuck, you know, um, this is what constitutes pleasure or beauty, and I need to have it this way, then we, we don't reach a state of absorption. And so it's the ability to tweak and to alter our position and shift in little ways in order to um, kind of make room for this, um, for a, a fit and an agreement to take place. And that um, is what brings this quality of, of absorption. And in a, in a small way, like we said, in this everyday way, but also in a, gra- in a greater sense of the, the actual eighth and final limb, that when, when we're able to let go of our hard and fast um, stances about most ever, anything and soften a little bit and be open to tweaking and to compromise and to seeing things from a different point of view, that is the ultimate human state. And it's, it's wonderful because it's so practical and, um, and also it just gives you something to, to shoot for and, and reminds you to be, to be open and to look for the adjustments in your poses, in um, the way you're intending to move, the way you're holding yourself, and then in your attitudes, in the way that you relate to people, in the opinions that you have, and in the reactions that you um, jump to, the um, conclusions that you jump to, and the reactions in your responses to situations. So, so anyway, um, there you have it. That's um, the podcast for this this month. I, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm been really playing with the idea of samadhi and I encourage you to, to use it as an everyday term and explore some of these themes that I've put out there to you. Uh, do want to remind you of my, um, I have, I go to Kovalam, every, Southern India every February, but this year there's seven weeks of uh, Mysore and plus extra classes. And I would love to work with any of you, you there. Um, and get some extended time to help 
give you some guidance in your practice. And, um, and those of you that watch me online and see my Asana Kitchen videos and, and follow me on Instagram, um, I'm better live. Okay. And so I would love to see you and work with you. And, um, yeah, so signing off for now. Thank you. Bye-bye.